Hello, uh, we're back for the third episode. This is Colin Keeley here. I'm Brent Sanders. And Jackie McNamara. Well done. And Brent, uh, Brent and I are the founders of Avocado, and Jackie is our first real like uh, enterprise or pro customer. So we'll dive into more of her experience with it today. So just some background here. Jackie and I know each other personally. We got started talking about Avocado a couple of months ago, right? I um, I've known about Theory of Me for a while. I know the you know a high level of uh, about the business, but I think we got started chatting over you know an outdoor gathering in COVID times and talking about audio courses and how it might be a fit. And yeah, and so since then, you've been using our platform. I think this is your second month on the platform for one of your engagements. Maybe you could give us a brief background of uh, Theory of Me. Yeah, sure. So. Theory of Me was started really without intention. So I've always been in the world of corporate wellness. I've been doing it for a lot of years, I guess almost 20 years now if I want to age myself. But (laughs) um, I've always been passionate about sports and human performance and well-being. And so I kind of just followed that. So uh, the job that I had at the time wanted more content around human performance. And I just started doing some research and did a couple trainings here and there on my own and um, became certified to teach like the most basic human performance courses for the client, or I'm sorry, for the company that I worked for. And I loved doing it. It was by far of all the things in wellness I had done. It was so interesting to me just to think about human capacity and how we, we barely tap into that. So I just became fascinated with the research around it and used the company that I was working for as my first little pilot. The way that I wanted to deliver the content, um, the company just wasn't set up for it. So, you know, just talking with friends about the idea, one of my friends owned a wedding planning business out in California and she um, invited us out to do just a human performance course, really. Just come out. We're having a retreat. If you can come and talk for two hours on it, that's all we're looking for. And I did, and um, they wanted more than two hours, and then I, they wanted me to stay another day, and <laughs> the conversation just kept going, and it, it really just was initiated and evolved so naturally that, it, you know, afterwards I felt like there could be so much more if I actually planned it. So um, <laughs> it took a couple of years. <laughs> Yeah, so it took a couple of years to plan it and use that group, you know, to help develop the program and get feedback. And today the course exists as um, true human performance. So it's a lot of different things with wellness, mindfulness, sleep, nutrition, aligning your everyday values uh, to your purpose, cognitive health, um, accountability. Um, so just, uh, you know, a lot of different components to both physical and emotional well-being. Um, since about five years ago when I delivered that first workshop, I've been doing in-person workshops at other organizations. In-person is by far my favorite because I love the connection. That's really where I think I thrive as a facilitator too. So, you know, more recently, Avocado has obviously been a great help because it's been able to help me keep that um, alive, even though we can't be there in person. So it's a little bit about theory of me. So pre-COVID, was it all in person? Did you have any recorded segments or can you describe your business? Yeah, so it was all in person. Every client asked us for something more scalable. We just, you know, my mindset was 
very focused on the content and what we were doing and not so much the technology behind it. So that was definitely not one of our strong suits. We were always looking for something, but I think just never felt like it would deliver the content the way that we wanted it to. So we hadn't, we hadn't done anything in, um, through technology up until just a couple months ago. And you, have you always been in coaching? Like before your, your prior, uh, the business that you're working for, that, you know, developed Theory Me out of, like, were you doing coaching before that or was this at that time? Or tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, so um, my, my background is in kinesiology and holistic nutrition therapy. And my first real job out of grad school was at the Cleveland Clinic. So I worked for Dr. Roizen. He is the chief medical officer at the Cleveland Clinic, um, doing health coaching for uh, a, a startup out of the clinic called Enforcer eCoaching. And he owned that company. That was all about, um, you know, diet and remaining healthy, meeting 10,000 steps a day, really focused on the physical aspect of it. But I did become a coach through that. Um, more recently have focused on and become certified in emotional health coaching. And so that's, that has helped round all of that out. But I've been doing coaching for almost about 10 years now. Excellent. Excellent. And so, you know, obviously pre-COVID things changed. Um, we talked about avocado as it was, you know, kind of being built and sort of towards another end. We, we were kind of more of a marketplace at the time and trying to just publish courses. Um, what made you think audio would be a platform for you? Like what, how were you able to adapt the coursework to audio? Yeah. Well, um, about three and a half years ago, I went to a conference on mindfulness in San Francisco, and I attended a session by a, a gentleman who runs a healthy technology company in Silicon Valley. And he said something, well, his entire presentation was mind-blowing, but he, it was really just about how technology taps into the vulnerabilities of the human mind and we can let it take over our lives, right? So we need to make sure we don't do that. And that really stuck with me for a long time. So I've had a really hard time asking people to sit in front of a computer even longer to watch another session. And so Ugh, that's kind yeah. of one of the reasons we haven't committed. So Brent, when you were telling me about avocado and audio learning, I loved that concept because you know I listen to podcasts and other things when I walk or run or if I'm in the car. So to me, that was the way to get away from technology in the vulnerable sense and be able to really get the true value out of it as it's mm -hmm. meant to be. So I think, you know, for me, I had to find a way to, to get that content and make it available on Avocado. As you know, that's still something that we're learning to do and get better at, but I think definitely breaking down our big program into small bits um, is, has been the best way for our learners to you know, hear and retain that information. So we've just been working to take what was like a full two-day workshop full of content and break it up into smaller courses on Avocado. Neat. Yeah, so you still, the way that uh, it worked, you still did end up doing, did you do some in-person for, uh, like we built a new feature on Avocado, just to give a, a context, we built this concept of cohorts where you can basically run a couple hundred, in your case, a couple hundred people through a program where each week a new course, or sorry, new lesson 
no, it was a new course, a new course releases, there's lessons in the course. And you tied that, I believe, with Zoom meetings, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's been an evolution too. So we, we tied that with Zoom meetings and kicked off each week with a Zoom call followed by the audio learning. That way we could still have the connection. Um, yet to be determined if Zoom is the best platform, but uh, it was a great way for us to develop a good foundation on that week's course and then give them like bits and pieces of additional information throughout the week. I think that it just helps them practice what they're supposed to every day and keep them accountable until we meet again live the next week. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, I listened to a couple of the, the lessons and it was like definitely great material if you wanted to go for like a 30 minute walk and actually like do some work on yourself a little bit, you know, the, the homework that you yeah. need to kind of think through. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, it's obviously you got to do in person would be ideal, but you know, for the time being we're, it's just not safe, right? It's like the safe way to go is to get on a Zoom call or whatever. And I think that is everyone's feeling that stress right now. I mean, it's what, October 20, 22nd today? Uh, you know, we're in the, the thick of everything's getting colder, COVID's on everyone's mind. Um, you know, it'd be great to get away from a screen entirely, but it's, it's kind of a trap. You know, it's interesting because I've talked to a lot of people who have said that, you know, they didn't want COVID, they hated it at first, but it taught them a way to tap into their business that they hadn't even considered before. And that's definitely where we are. One of the things that we'll be moving forward with in the future is utilizing human performance ambassadors. So having guests join those audio sessions to help us deliver that content in a meaningful way. So it could be anyone from a doctor to a teacher or um, a human performance expert, maybe someone who is in the military, just to talk about their specific experience with it. And we wouldn't have that opportunity if we were there live and in person only, you know? Excellent. So I think in that sense, it's that piece of the business we see be being very, um, just growing a lot and we wouldn't have considered it before. Yeah, it's a great idea. How are you thinking which content to be live and which content to be recorded in audio? I think we're still figuring that out, to be honest. We have a core language around each of the modules. So we are delivering one hour of content live for each module. So for example, like the movement module, you get one hour live. We, we probably have about 20 hours of content for that module. And so we kind of pick and choose based on our clientele what portion of that content we're going to deliver in that one hour and then any additional pieces that that we can follow up through the audio course so we really do tailor the content itself to our client um but i think we're still trying to figure that piece out too ideally we'll you we'll be using avocado to really like i said tap into those ambassadors and maybe do um you know interviews of psychologists and experts who have done further research in each of the modules I like that a lot. So in online courses, people call that making like a prismatic experience. So you bring in all these different Ooh, you know, thought leaders. Word. Prismatic. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm writing that down. Yeah. That's badass. <laughs> and then you can arrive at the truth if you have all these different viewpoints. Yeah, that's killer. That, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So I mean, I think go ahead. Got, one, of the, one of the things you asked, which I thought would be good to share is just you know, you said, how would I sell avocado to other audio creators? And I think, um, you know, I'm definitely not an expert in this, but 
I would say like in my mind, it was such a hard concept to understand until I did it. And then it felt very easy. It was like the anxiety that I was holding because I didn't know what that would take, what that would entail kept me from moving forward. You know, it was just like the unknown was too scary. Once I might I started- have psyched you out though. I don't know. I remember being like, hey, <laughs> you, you know, make sure you set enough time to like, I, and that's pure, purely a reflection of myself. Whenever I try to record a course, it's a lot of like, uh, let me, you know, it's like recording your, you know, nobody has answering machines anymore, but like your voicemail message and you do it like 10 times and you hear yourself and you're like, God, I sound awful. That's, that's the experience for me. So I'm glad you had an easier time of it. It's funny though, because my first session was like that. I tried to make it perfect. And then I think, you know, we did our first interview with an expert and what I figured out is it's more fun if it's conversational, you know, so just like chill. (laughs) Um, and definitely deliver podcast style like this, where you have questions, you kind of know what you're going to talk about, but the conversation can really go anywhere. So, but I think just, you know, my advice would be if it feels intimidating, start with something small or a sample, you know, and, and I think you'll learn pretty quickly that it's something you can completely manage on your own and be fine. That's good advice. That's, I think I, I always think of this as like, oh, it's a, it's a daunting task. I mean, a lot of what we did at first was getting creators that had video and just converting that. But like your content really, I think it reaches, obviously it's a curated course and it's, you know, a mix of formats and um, it's not only audio, but still it, because it's audio first, it like, it feels like you're talking to me, right? It feels much more like you're in my ear and uh, it's a, it's a really nice experience. So that to me is the big difference. I mean, that's, so I think your content lends, itself really well because it, it, it from what I remember of the, the lessons that I did listen to they were like hey think about these things and think about you know ways that you can you know attain these goals put these things into practice like reminders to just you know do the do the work that you're you know you're you're learning about doing yeah yeah it's interesting I think um in my mind what I thought was was challenging like this wasn't really when I think about the experience with COVID and the doors that it opened up, it's crazy. But when I think about other creators and and being able to have this option, like I, I feel like anybody who's teaching anything could use the platform in a way that's meaningful. And again, I just think of podcasts and how many people listen and why we like listening. I think part of it is it's like a judgment-free way to learn. You know, you don't see anybody. You kind of <laughs> yeah. formulate in your mind what they what they look like. Have you ever done that where you're listening to somebody and then all of a sudden you're listening for years and then you see them and you're like, they look like that? Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. So you're kind of honed in at, more on the important stuff, which is what you're hearing, you know? Nothing else to distract radio. from that. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on, I mean, so obviously we want to find more theory of me is we want to find more people like you as we grow this business. How, I mean, especially in the COVID times, how do we reach more theory of me's companies like yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I know that there are a lot of different companies who are doing like the PowerPoint style deliveries, right? But I think even in any organization, it's a great way to learn. So I think about the other corporations that I worked for and learning and organizational development and the content that you watch and how many PowerPoints you have to see. 
And I really feel like it could be a great, of course, I'm going to like the wellness mindset, but it's a great way to encourage employees to, to listen, but move while they're doing that, right? So like some companies now have walking pads or, you know, you can walk outside on the sidewalk while you're listening to these things. So first and foremost, I feel like the content is probably already living in most of these companies and they don't have the best way of connecting their employees to it. So I think even just knowing that this is available and, and being able to sell it as the new way of learning because it's not tapping into, to, into the vulnerabilities of your mind. It's the right way to use technology, you know? Right. Yeah. It's the, it's the new old way of learning, right? It's a, we always back to <laughs> exactly. this is like the, the original way of learning is just you know, voice. <laughs> That's exactly right. What do you, as you look ahead to the, I mean, we've got a new year coming, hopefully things are going to get, you know, better from a pandemic perspective, but what do you see as the challenges ahead for you uh, in, in your business? Yeah. Um, I think in wellness in general, we struggle a lot with um, proving that it's, it's beneficial. You know, there's a lot of like, yes, this probably contributed to, you know, your health or your decrease in, you know, medical spend, there's not a lot of exact numbers. So I would love to, and and we're considering partnering with, you know, a a few organizations that offer like true individual um, results, kind of like an Apple watch, but maybe like a step above that where you're really getting details on sleep and, you know, the sleep zones and how often you spend time in those. I would love that. Yeah. Just I, to, speaking of which, sorry to interrupt, but I, I gotta no. say, Colin is like the the biggest sleep monitor I know, and he's he swears by. I mean, what, what's I, the ring yeah. that you have? Uh, the Aura Ring. Yeah, I, I'm obsessed yes. with it. So I've had like every health tracker since like the Nike Fuel Band. Stop <laughs> it. The first one to actually change my behavior because you could actually see like yeah. you know having that last drink at night really just destroys everything. You're resting yeah. on. <laughs> but it's totally yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, like our, so our business model right now is to live, to deliver workshops. And in January, we'll be starting health coaching with that. So along with the human performance workshop, you're, you'd get a health coach that can help coach you through. And, you know, if somebody does have a device, being able to use that device to see how our workshop is actually improving what they're doing. So for us, finding a way to make that work is is our, our next biggest challenge. I think for the wellness industry in general, it's just continuing to prove the worth of that for sure. So hopefully we can help with the, the device I think that's connection. Super interesting. I know I would be really interested. I I go through phases where I'm like working out really healthy, eating really well, and then I go phases where I'm sliding. And I think a lot of people do this. And obviously this podcast is not about my health, but I feel like when I'm in the moment and of making positive choices consistently. I love seeing the results of that. And to the extent that, you know, I've heard of people doing blood testing on a fairly regular basis mm-hmm. or even um, not to gross you out, but like, you know, stool testing, kind of understanding, you know, what's coming in, what's going out, what, checking the fluids on a regular basis and seeing like, I mean, there's a That's whole, like my language. You're not grossing me out. Yeah. No, I mean, it's super interesting. I mean, it might be a little invasive. I've done it. I've done for, it, Brent. So. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I mean, maybe may a little invasive for a you know, your average corporate organization. However, if you have high performing people that are on that, you know, path of like, they're doing the right things, they're eating, it, it can be really inspiring and get you into a, I mean, when I'm in that state where I'm making positive choices, I am way more productive. I'm making 
you know, I'm able to do a lot more and obviously be happier. Um, and, you know, the monitoring may also keep me from, from taking, you know, those slides where, hey, maybe I'll skip working out this day. Maybe I will slide into Burger King for a quick bite, you know, so. Yeah. I have an Apple watch and it's like, if I don't close my rings for one day, that messes up my entire month. Like my entire, so I'm like, I can't do that. It's like bedtime. I'm pacing in my bedroom trying to close my ring, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's interesting though, because I feel like COVID has really brought out the emotional health side of wellness. It's, it's in our industry. We're always trying to prove the value of mental health, you know, and, well, people know it's there. It's just not anything they're willing to invest in. And, you know, come April, it was the only thing that people were asking for. It was like, mm. we will stop spending on our fitness center and we want to invest in emotional health, you know? So it's been interesting. Like when things like this happen, you just throw everything you have into it and realize you waited too long, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. So does your, your courses change then? So people request more mental health stuff. So do you have a course on just mental health and you forget about you know, sleep or other things? Yeah. So, so we do offer some one-off courses. There's definitely clients who, you know, will want to just hear about one topic rather than get the whole human performance course. You know, our, our thoughts really are that, um, you know, it's, <laughs> it doesn't drive behavior change to listen to one session, right? Just a lunch and learn. You might learn something and make a change, but not really sustainable behavior change. So we'll, we'll do it and present on those. But, um, and I think if anything, it's just to give a client a taste of what we're about and what our presentation style is like, which is super beneficial. But overall, we try to drive the full course. Makes sense. Cool. Um, you know, uh, any other questions from you, Colin? I mean, I feel like this has been a great conversation to get to know kind of what's going on at, at Theory Me and, you know, what the future looks like. Yeah, this has been awesome. Any, any questions for us, Jackie? I don't think any questions. I just, I'm just really excited to see like how we can continue to evolve with avocado. Um, we kind of just jumped in and gave it a shot and I was really nervous about it. It feels good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what more we can do there. So thank you guys. Yeah, I'd say it's been really fun for me to, you know, normally our our users are kind of not, I don't have as close of a, a channel open to them. And it's, it's because it's this enterprise plan, we have a little bit of freedom to like, if you need something built, like have some interplay there. It's like be able to build things. I love that. I mean, that's like my favorite part of this business is like when you know the things that you're changing or making or building or doing to the system are like actually getting used so it's been a lot of fun for me so we really appreciate you giving it a shot and uh you know being our a little bit of our guinea pig in in a way (laughs) of course i don't feel like the guinea pig so just you guys know i feel like you've been doing this for a long time (laughs) good good yeah glad to hear cool well thanks so much for coming on and chatting with us um yeah any other closing thoughts colin i mean we'll probably to our listeners uh you know, each week it's something new, a different topic. I mean, last week we kind of foreshadowed we're going to have uh, our first interview, our first you know enterprise customer. But yeah, I, I think we'll probably head back to the next set of uh, challenges. We got plenty to talk about and keep our listeners up to date as to what we're building at Avocado. Sounds good. Awesome. Till next week. Take care. Yeah. Thank you thanks. guys. Thanks so Bye. much. <laughs>